was an army chaplain, my soldiers asked me all kinds of questions about God, life, relationships, the Bible, and I answered them as best I could. They also called me Padre. Welcome to the Dear Padre podcast. Today, I'm uh, asking or trying to answer the question, what happens to a person after they die? And we had a Bible study this morning. You're always welcome to join in those on Zoom. Uh, message me and, and I'll, um, I'll hook you up with that address. But uh, the question today is, like, what happens? And what, what um, does our faith say about that? We should be talking about what happens after death as Christians. That's something Christians should be doing. Um, and maybe my flavor and Anglicans or Episcopalians don't uh, talk about it enough. So today's All Souls Day, commemorating those that we love that have died and thinking about them. There's a, the largest Christian denomination in the world is not the Roman Catholics, not the Orthodox, not all the Protestants lumped together. It's the IG, the IG, the ignorant brethren that Paul refers to in this. I do not want you to be ignorant brethren, he says, or uninformed brethren. Apparently, there were Christians in the time of Paul, which, you know, is not that long after the time of Jesus, who walked on this earth. So these are Christians who, in probably many ways, had met at least one of the actual 12 apostles, if not other people who had known Jesus personally and witnessed his resurrection and his appearances, perhaps, um, some of the hundreds that had done that, uh, or had known people that knew people that had been eyewitnesses of Jesus' life on earth, maybe even Jesus' crucifixion, maybe even some other miracle, uh, and had seen other really amazing things that we don't really expect to see today, perhaps. And in spite of the fact that um, this is a church planted by the Apostle Paul, who is a um, not just a good preacher or teacher, he's a miracle worker. There's been miracles uh, that he has done. And, and so I'm just saying, like, they had a lot of things to notice and see uh, and be aware of, but they still were uninformed or ignorant or unable to see everything that... Uh, that Paul was trying to set out for them. The um, and and that makes maybe better sense for us today. That when we think about the death of our loved ones, those that we die that have died, whether they were older than us or whether they were younger than us, um, those deaths of those loved ones are um, a mystery. And as we think about their lives and how alive they were before they died, and how dead they are after they die. Um, that is a place of great mystery. The origins of religion perhaps go back to that first death um, of the first human who perceives that something has changed, that the, the person that was there before is not there anymore. And where did they go? Um, 
these are mysteries and they're we are uninformed even though we've seen a lot of things we've had a lot of faith we've had a lot of experiences it's easy to give up hope it's easy to despair it's easy even to be uninformed and ignorant but paul writes that they should that we should all of us could can should and do believe in the Lord Jesus Christ if we believe that he died and rose again that the same thing will happen to those who have died the basis of our faith is that whatever happened to Jesus will happen to us that is the basis of our faith when it comes to what happens to those who have died um, to say more than that we will explore in the Bible study afterwards what we can say that's more than that but essentially we simply say that whatever happened to Jesus is going to happen to us and those that we love that have died and it takes faith to believe that but we grieve and we do grieve grief is a strange thing you can't really imagine what it's going to be like I think all of us imagine tragedy and disappointment we do a lot of things to prevent these things in our lives we do a lot of things to mitigate the disappointments and griefs of our lives to avoid suffering if we can or not go through things or but when things happen we don't always know how we're going to feel until it happens and then that grief hits us and grief is really uh, one of those human experiences that you have to have it yourself to know what it's like um, we can't even imagine what another person's grief is like all that well grief is so personal so tailored to our experience and so painful that we grieve but we don't grieve as those who have given up hope there are different kinds of grief there is a hopeless grief there is a despair that sets in there is a hopelessness to that but as Christians we cling to that one hope that whatever happened to Jesus is going to happen to us and even though we can't see it or feel it or touch it right now that that work that God did back then in Jesus life will be done in us in the future and so Paul encourages people with this that actually the end of all things will not be despair hopelessness futility nihilism not just a big abyss of death but in fact there will be a trumpet and a shout and a resurrection that that is the end of all things something hopeful something good something exciting something that you can't really even imagine just like you and I could not imagine how we would feel when we lost something or lost this person just as we couldn't imagine that before that um, so we cannot imagine what this glorious moment will feel like and look like and yet we try we try to think through the imagination of God let God's imagination fill us with hope that is really what faith is is trying to have God's imagination the vision that God has for the world Jesus prayed thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and that's what we're trying to do is cultivate what is in heaven here on earth to feel that to see it and when we can't see it to ask God to give us enough hope to get through the next moment 
the next hour, the next day, the next week. And that is our hope in Jesus Christ. It's the hope that was the same 2,000 years ago as it is today. And then the final part of this is that you're supposed to encourage each other with these words. And I hope you've been encouraged by the words of St. Paul. Maybe even by my words, I'm not sure. But I want you to be encouraged. That is our job. To encourage someone is to place courage in them. Encourage, encourage. You are placing courage in someone. And this is our, our responsibility as friends, as a community, as a church, to encourage other people. We don't do this by, by telling people just to shut up and move on with life and shut up and get on with it. Stop moping. Stop being down. We don't, th this might work with some of your friends. I don't know. But it doesn't always work with me. The way we encourage people is we listen and we hear and we feel what they're feeling or try to. Try to experience it or imagine it. Try to be with them in their suffering. Try to get into their boat, get into their hole in the ground, get into their grave even sometimes, and listen and feel. And then to share this about Jesus, that whatever happened to Jesus is going to happen to us. Whatever happened to Jesus is going to happen to you. This is not some sort of... Uh, wishful thinking that will just make everything better. Um, people are still in the hole. People are still in their boat. But the, the hope is placed in God. And that's what encourages us when times are tough, when they're difficult. It is a hope in God, not in ourselves, not, not even always in us, because um, we are not always able to bear everything. But it's hope in God, that the power of God that worked in Jesus, that brought a dead person back to life, will bring us back to life. Amen. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O God, the maker and redeemer of all believers, grant to the faithful departed the unsearchable benefits of the passion of your Son, that on the day of his appearing they may be manifested as your children, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.